Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where this man gets a weird text from a colleague one day out of the blue, which changes everything. It causes the downfall of their relationship, thousands of dollars worth of damage to equipment, and ultimately one very dangerous event. The text reads as follows. I love you, buds but I'm cutting your throats. I am a millwright who specializes in rebuilding natural gas turbines. I run with a very top caliber crew where everyone has a role to fill. My role is overseeing anything that's lifted with a crane. My technical title is rigger. If a load falls, it's my fault. If someone gets hurt while I'm in control of a lift, it's my fault. If equipment is damaged while I'm in control of a lift, it's my fault. A millwright, by the way, is a skilled worker who works with industrial machinery. That means they'll work in factories, construction sites, anything like that. The incident in question happened about two years ago, but we'll need to go back a couple years further to get the backstory. I was a fresh member of the crew and I demonstrated competency in rigging. So after roughly six months with this group, my superintendent put me in charge of all rigging. Now look, I wasn't the fastest rigger, but I was safety focused and insisted on doing it right every time, even if it took a little longer. This meant that my superintendent didn't have to watch over every rigging task and could go and relax because I had it under control. Another millwright joined the crew about the same time I did. We will call him Larry. Now, we didn't get along at first, but after a few months, we became friends. Larry was the act now, think later type. Much like the superintendent I travel under. Larry was therefore prone to making mistakes because of that attitude, but he was a very fast worker and worked like a mule at all times. And I respected that. He wasn't especially skilled in any one area, so he had no special position. That meant sometimes he'd get put on less glamorous work and I soon learned he was very jealous of my position as the rigger. At times, he would make comments like, I'm gonna take your job. Not in getting me fired, but bumping me down a rung and him taking my spot as rigger. He'd come up behind me while I was looking over my checklist to point out something I may not have checked yet. If supervision was near, he'd make sure he was heard. At this point, I should mention this. I stick out like a sore thumb in this crew. I was raised in a very strict Christian cult, but in my mid-twenties, I realized what was going on and left at great cost. Losing my family and friends because of strict shunning rules the cult practices. Some of the stricter things stuck with me, like I've never been intoxicated. I don't use tobacco, no recreational drugs. I speak professionally without slang or colloquialisms for the most part, but these traits are the ones that stick out from a crew of men that travel the road and work in harsh environments away from home for months on end. But Larry, he fits right in. Larry quickly became the superintendent's puppy bringing him gifts of his favorite alcohol, staying out late after work with him, even rooming with him on the road. I, on the other hand, leave work, hit the gym, cook my food for the next day, and make sure I get at least six hours of sleep so I can perform the next day. I realized that that puts me at a disadvantage socially in the workplace, but I prefer to let my work speak for itself. Anyways, fast forward about 18 months. We're starting a project just before COVID hits. 
About two weeks into the job, I have to attend a mandatory class through my union. It's a 40-hour class and in a different state, so I'll be gone for pretty much an entire week with travel time. I get permission from supervision and leave with Larry rigging in my absence. A few days later, I'm laying in bed stressing out about the final test I have to take the next morning. If the test isn't passed, the entire week is wasted. I always psych myself out before a test, but in reality, I don't have anything to worry about as I'm a good student and I test well. My phone goes off and it's a text from Larry. I love you, bud, but I'm cutting your throat, it says. I reply, what are you talking about? When you get back, I'll be the rigger. You can do the trash work from now on. I'm not proud of the response I came back with, but it's how I truly felt in the moment. Be careful about cutting the throat of someone smarter than you. Now, I'm far from the smartest person you'll ever meet, but I do enjoy reading, studying, and learning. And being smarter than Larry wasn't an accomplishment by any stretch of the imagination. The next morning, I passed the test and headed back to the job. Where Larry had, in fact, usurped my position as rigor and was lording it over me as I went about doing the task that he would normally do. To be completely honest, it was kind of like a vacation at first. Getting paid nearly $40 an hour to clean parts or talk flanges with no stress? Yeah, sign me up. But I was upset. I was upset because I knew I did my job better than he would. I knew that he got along better with the superintendent because of their similar personalities, but I didn't feel that I should lose my position simply because Larry had more in common with our superintendent than I did. Regardless of that, I was now dealt these cards and I had to play them. Just three days after I got back from class though, the job was shut down. COVID-19 was just now sweeping the country. Out of an abundance of caution, the plant shut the project down until further notice. We were sent home for about three days and then called out to an emergency shutdown where a turbine had crashed. We roll out and are on the job 48 hours later in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. We get right to work. On this particular unit, you pull the entire roof off in two sections with a crane to open the enclosure. Compared to many things we lift in a project like this, the roof weighs very little. The turbine rotor may weigh over 100,000 pounds, but the roof usually weighs only about 7,000. Lightweight. But it is large and there are critical parts around the roof that can be damaged if not lifted correctly. Typical procedure is to be on top of the roof after it's unbolted, be in a full body harness and tied off to an approved anchor point capable of holding at least 5,000 pounds per OSHA regulations. We then slowly take the weight of the roof with the crane until it's floating and then climb down off of it and continue the lifts until it's set on the ground or on a truck to be moved. The superintendent instructs me to go on the roof with Larry and assist him. Do whatever Larry tells you to do. Okay, boss. I put on my harness and climb to the top beginning to assess the situation. The rigging to lift the roof is four five-ton chainfuls. It's capable of safely holding 20 tons, well over the weight of the roof. The crane is also well overrated for this lift, even with the boom extended all the way out in order to clear another building on the way to the ground. Larry has it all rigged up, but no tension on the wire rope slings. And then I notice his crucial mistake. He's forgotten to account for boom deflection. When a crane takes the weight of a load, the boom flexes down. Depending on the crane setup and the weight of the load, it can mean that while your crane hook might be centered in your load with no weight on the hook, once you get the weight of the load on the crane, the crane hook could be anywhere from a few inches to a number of feet off center, which means that when the load comes off the ground, it swings. 
Swinging is bad. Always. Enough weight swinging could tip the crane. Crash into equipment. Crash into a person. It's very dangerous. At this point, I start calculating. Is this weight enough, even swinging, to tip this crane? No. Not even close. Is it enough to break a chainfall? No. Not even close. Are there any people working around us that could get hurt? Nope. It's just us. Is there any equipment that could be damaged if it swings? Yes. An electrical control panel, which has all power killed to it and has been disconnected, is in the swing path. So, I decide to let Larry hang himself. He looks at me and asks what I think. I tell him, this is your show, boss. He asks what I mean. I look him in the eye and draw my finger across my throat. He gets nervous because he knows exactly what I mean. He then starts double-checking everything and still doesn't notice the boom deflection. After a couple minutes, he decides I must be talking out of my butt and proceeds with the lift. I stop him and remind him to tie off with his harness. He doesn't realize it, but we're about to go for a ride. Generally, when I'm rigging, I first find out what the thing I'm rigging to weighs. It's a vital piece of information. If I know what it weighs, I can have the crane operator track how much weight he has on the crane and I'll be able to know when the object should start to pick up. If we get to over 10% more than the object should weigh, there may be something stopping it from moving and we need to stop and reassess the situation. The rigging could fail. The object you're lifting could jump into the sky. All kinds of mayhem may ensue if a hidden bolt holding something together breaks because you use too much force to lift it. I asked Larry if he knows how much the roof weighs. He doesn't. I do, but I don't tell him. He starts signaling the crane to slowly hoist up. The operator complies and starts lifting. I'm watching the boom get pulled more and more off center. We're probably two feet from the center of the load at this point meaning a swing that could travel nearly four feet. I stop Larry and ask him to see how much weight is on the crane. 11,000 pounds, 4,000 more than what it should weigh. This roof is a bind because we're not picking it straight up, but at an angle. It's either not going to move or we're about to fly. I brace myself, hoist up slowly. Larry calls over the radio. Boom! The whole roof shoots a good two feet into the air and swings wildly towards the control panel. Larry and I are riding it like pirates in the crow's nest in a hurricane. We crash into the control panel, bending it over at a 45 degree angle, destroying most of its components. People start pouring out of the nearby trailers to see what the commotion is all about. The crane operator is yelling over the radio, asking what the heck just happened. I'm smiling. Larry is shaking. He sees me smiling and knows that I knew. We get the roof set on the grounds and are met by our superintendent. He's chewing Larry's butt hard, not literally, I hope. He gets to me and asks why I let it happen. And I just say, I just did what Larry told me to do. The superintendent is no dummy. He's seen a thing or two and knows exactly what went down. Larry is demoted and I'm reinstalled as rigger immediately. And a few shifts later, it is all smoothed over. Now, as I said, Larry and I are actually good friends now. We've been through a lot together and have each other's backs these days. He's now the foreman on our crew and lets me do my thing. Failing your way to the top is still a valid way of progressing in my field, but I'm happy for him. He's actually good at it. And I guess that's all there is to say about that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And there we go. That is the end of that one. Really enjoyed that revenge story. Um, you know, it's great, right, isn't it? When you don't even have to do anything. Opie hasn't necessarily even done anything. But by letting Larry just get on with what he wants to do, knowing he's going to F up and just saying, yeah, man, you're the boss. Go for it. It's almost as if he's just letting Larry cause his own downfall. It's very good to see. You know what? It's actually quite nice that we see that Larry isn't actually a terrible person because I know people like this. I mean, I've been there myself. You think that everything's going well. You're doing an amazing job. Maybe you get a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky, and you think you're better than you really are. And sometimes it does take a reality check like this to to realize, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Maybe I need to listen to people who know more than me and are good at their jobs. But yeah, for OP, easy. Got your job back. Good mates with the bloke now. For Larry, probably trying a little bit too hard to get to the top and it's not nice to push other people out your way but hey end of the day he's doing his thing now as the foreman op's got their job backs all good rigging by the way sounds very challenging i mean i would be terrible at that that's for sure if i was rigging this joint mate i'd be in the sky and i wouldn't be coming back down anytime soon but yeah very calm calculated revenge which i do like no malice in it really you actually clocked that no one was actually going to get hurt really as well just a bit of equipment damage so you knew that it wasn't going to be that serious but serious enough for you to probably get your job back yeah very nice cool calm collected chilled I'll have my job back. Larry, sit down, but you're also not a bad bloke. Good stuff. You might even say, if you want to, that is, the OP rigged Larry's demotion. Now, here's the thing about that. That came to me. I thought, is it worth saying that? And I've decided it was. I've said it now, and I'm not going to cut it out. So let me know in the comments down below. Was that pun worth it? I doubt it. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. Really enjoyed that story. Hope you did as well. Well written. Just it's very simple and nice. I liked it. Larry, if you're watching, good for you, man. You've turned the corner and you're now a better man. If you want more from me right away, more revenge stories, check out this one on screen. If you are new to the channel, subscribe. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow for a brand new Reddit video. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.